You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and this is episode 221. A uh, couple announcements. First, I want to thank everybody who came to Hip Hop Bingo at Native uh, last weekend as of when I'm recording this. Uh, shout out to Bomey Vodka, shout out to Slab Barbecue, shout out to uh, True Stopper and Urban Fest, who unfortunately got canceled because COVID, of course. But anyway, shout out to them anyway. Be sure to look out, follow those people, follow Hip Hop Bingo on Instagram and all that good stuff. Uh, and one more thing, uh, do me a favor, go back to the archive. I talked to a lot of funny people. Uh, recently, Hans Kim was on. Um, who else? Chris Tan. A Joe Barksdale. I've, I've had a bunch, and the list goes on and on. So go back to that, share it, listen to it, uh, leave me a review. That helps. Uh, rating helps even more. So yeah. So without further ado, let me introduce my guest for today. I got the very funny Zach Bogus in the building. How you doing, man? I'm great, dude. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Hi. Right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I you you've kind of. This, this this is how I pick the people who come on the show, or people that are just nice to me. Oh well, that should be a lot of people, no? No, but no. Let me put it this way: there, there's I have a pet peeve, and this maybe I don't know if it's me or how I was raised or if it's an African thing. I don't know, but I feel like if you met somebody more than twice, mm-hmm. to where like, hey, my name is blah blah blah, right? Right, and they acknowledge you twice, two times in a row. The next time you see them, you assume that they go, hey, what's up, blah, 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 right? Sure. Or at least, even if they don't remember your name, they can just say, what's up, whatever. But if you if it don't do that, I'm like, well, okay, well, fuck off then. Okay. <laughs> the, the selection is that simple. I'm not saying it happens a whole lot, but I'm saying that's how I operate. Right. And like, I, I, I was raised that if you show up at some place and there's people you know, the least you could do is go up and say hi. You don't have to stick around and have a full-on conversation. How you doing? How's your life? How's your kids? How's your wife? Nobody cares. Totally. But at least acknowledge their presence. If if you're the one that shows up, right? If people, if you're already there, and let's say you're already talking to a bunch of people, and they come through, they show up, and they say hi to everybody but you, or they see you and you just walk past you like you don't exist. Fuck off. Right. Okay. You I see feel, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I. uh I've always had like a little bit of social anxiety though, especially when I was working in places that comedians would be that I wouldn't, you know, I'd feel too overwhelmed to say hi to everybody. Right. But now that I kind of uh, don't work as like a door guy or like a comedy worker in sorts, <laughs> comedy worker, that you sounds know, dirty. You know what I mean? You work in like a comedy club or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. You can't really say hi to everybody you recognize. No, and, and I get it. It gets to your head too. You start to get anxious. Uh, everybody around you knows you. It's like you're constantly at a party or something. So now that I don't do that, it's much easier for me to be like, "Hey, what's up, man? We're both here doing the exact same thing." You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, I think it's just a uh, it's common courtesy. Yeah, it's really all that all that is. Like you don't. I understand people who. I mean, you meet people every day. Like you're a bartender, you're a door guy, like you were. Uh, you're a DJ. You can't expect them to recognize you or even remember your name. Mm. And I get that. But I, that's why I always make a point to introduce myself. Because first of all, I mean, that, and that sounds maybe obnoxious, but there's no two motherfuckers with my name. 
Right. No, I've never, <laughs> I've never met anybody else with your name before. Exactly. And I don't know that many Zachs either. I really don't. There's a bunch. <laughs> yeah, but personally, I know maybe three. Okay. You're, and you wanted the three. Sure. Well, I'm proud to be. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I might meet more and then you'll just disappear from my, sure. from my contact list. <laughs> Too many Zachs, you know? Yeah, enough Not of the enough fucking Zachs. No, the, the one back is fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it just gets complicated, all the... Three letter names out there, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, keep it simple. Keep it simple. If your name's Jason or Michael, I'm gonna forget it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> if there's it, a lot of Michaels too. Oh fuck, man, it, it sucks. No, it, it's not that it sucks. It's like, you know what? If I make the effort to remember you as a Michael or Jason or a Chad, no, I don't know how many Chad. I'm trying to think another. Uh, it's Jason, Michael. John. John. Yeah, John's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. If your name's John, I remember John. You didn't really stand out. I made the effort yeah. to remember to remember your face because because John is nothing to a not that it's nothing to a John, but all Johns mean nothing to bad. I hope you all know that. <laughs> if your name is John, you are useless and forgettable. Yes. Yes. Have a unique name. If not, go by your middle name or right. have a nickname. Is is Zach your real name? Yeah, Zach is my real name. The bogus part. It's a little bogus, but you know. Right, okay. It sticks. So, okay, you don't have to give out your real last name, but why'd you pick Bogus? Uh, like when I was uh, 16 in high school, I was going by an art moniker. Like, you know, artists sometimes will pick like a, like I, like I tagged and stuff. I always tagged Bogus and I said Bogus a bunch of people just called me Bogus. What was it, Art Bogus? Or what was, I mean, bogus, bogus means something. Uh, it means fake. Means right. fake or fraudulent, but um, I just took that because I was so punk rock. I used to be so punk. I don't give a shit, man. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm right. I'm fake, but I'm real. I'm bogus. I'm so good. I'm bogus. So like, I would <laughs> sign everything bogus, and I'd spray paint bogus, and it would just be like it was my thing for a while. Uh, uh-huh. And then yeah, as an adult, it was just kind of like I was in punk scene. So, you know, a lot of punk rockers go by fake names. Mm-hmm. So I was just Zach Bogus. And then uh, I started doing comedy and everybody already knew me as Zach Bogus. Most of my friends did not know my real last name. So I just kind of... Silverstein or some shit like that? <laughs> There's already another one of those out there. <laughs> yeah. And I am not him. Do not get us confused. Uh, yeah, no, I've got a completely Irish name. I don't care to give it out. It's just like, you know, it's forgettable. I'm Zachary Gale uh, on paper, but... Zach Bogus has a ring to it, you know? Yeah, because you want to know, you want to meet a Zach Bogus. Just like you want to meet a dude named Back. Yeah, exactly. It just, it clean, so simple. If, if you want to, if you want to express uniqueness, come up with a funky name. Come up with a funky name. If your name's name. John, funk it up a little bit. Yeah, don't be so boring. Don't be so John. If your name's John Johnson, kill yourself. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know? Double negative right there. Yeah, I mean, who wants to meet a John Johnson? How basic can you be? That is the most basic. Or like a John White. If there's any oh, John Johnsons or John I know Whites John out there, White. sorry. Do you? Joe White. I know John about. White. I think I know John White. Do you? Or is it just a white guy named John? Either way, it works. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of white guys named John. There yeah. are. Yeah. Now, so, uh, what would you say you were in the punk rock? So what is the... You playing? Were you singing? Were you rapping? Were you? I sang in a punk band for a little while, um, but you thought you were gonna make it? No, no it was like <laughs> it was, we're in the garage band, in high school, middle man. school, we're, yeah, oh, middle school, it holy was in shit, middle school, dude. I was in like seventh grade. We did the talent show. That was like our only show we ever did, but it felt good, and I was super rebellious. But really, it was more of just like going out to punk shows and get was, pussy. No, I was no, I was like three hundred pounds. 
I used to be like a like a sad emo fat punk. Yeah, but there's artist the, the, there's a I'm sure there's a market for that. No? Uh, you'd be surprised, man. Um, no, I like had my first girlfriend when I was 16, and then didn't date another girl until I was almost 18. And yeah, it was I wasn't I did not have game. Wait, did the other band members get laid and you didn't? Oh yeah. Oh, You're yeah. the only one in the band who didn't get none. Right. And I mean, it was middle school, too. So, like, how much pussy could you get in middle school? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, You know, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard all the stories. Right. From the band leader. What, where were you playing? Uh, New York City. No, what were you playing? In oh, the no, band? I sang. Oh, you sang. You yeah. were the lead singer and you still get going. I get got none. none. Oh, man. But it was funny, too. The drummer the, always gets the pussy. The drummer, he's good with his hands. Also, the bassist, too. They yeah. pluck the strings. Guitarist, whatever. Yeah, guitarist, you're just another dude. Shout out to uh, Burkett. He he's, there's no way he listens to it. That was my guitarist in New York. We were we jam all the time. I think you hooked up with my sister but we're not going to mention that <laughs> already um, did this yeah. oh you wait this, this is live okay <laughs> whoops sorry hannah um no but they're not going to fucking hear this though not my sister or burkay i'll send it to him Go okay ahead. cool yeah you know at this point i feel like i've mentioned it enough i probably should send probably it to say him. hey i mentioned you fuck my sister yeah i mean this is years ago but we were in middle school man whoops <laughs> so n- nothing nothing in middle school wait how old are you in middle school uh, is it like 12 to 14 or something? I don't know. You know, I was 15 in eighth grade because I got held back in kindergarten and sixth grade. So I was kind of late in like I freshman year. I was 16. So, okay. so yeah, I was like, I guess 14, 15. What years are middle school? Six, seven, I just asked you. I have no idea. I know the like the French equivalent. That just but, um, tells you how bad I am as a student or a learner. <laughs> I can't even remember what grades were well, in what schools. Why you were in a punk band to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, schoolwork wasn't going to work anyway. Nope. <laughs> Did you graduate at least? I got a GED. Oh. So. Good enough diploma, like yeah. Chris Fox says. I dropped out in junior year. My GPA was like a 1.9. Oh. And Did you even go? <laughs> barely dude so <laughs> i was homeless most of my high school like uh while i was in high school so i had to work and i didn't have enough time for school and i was already so adhd that i could not focus on anything so i would skip classes and i wouldn't do homework so it was it was a bad time for a student like me in new york city but my ged was so easy i got it in like a month and it took my gpa Is that fast I don't know. Yeah, dude. They they make you take classes in New York to make sure that you're ready for the GED exam. Okay. And I was just smart enough to be able to qualify for it in a month. And uh, yeah, bumped my GPA up from a 1.9 to a 3.5. Pretty good. And that, yeah. It's pretty, out of four. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. So they were like, yeah, you go to four-year long college time ago for me. if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it was a long time ago. It was like eight or nine Shit. years for me. So the the but you thought you were comedic genius and you just had to no not at all I didn't get into comedy until a year and a half ago oh really yep I, I mean I loved comedy uh-huh. I, I didn't like I living in Los Angeles for the last like two years before the pandemic I was going to the comedy store at least once a week just to check out shows Kill Tony oh that's what it was yep I would go as a fan I bought tickets every Monday. Sat in the audience, uh, the Comedy Store documentary. There's yeah. a scene where they're showing Kill Tony, and in the background, you can see me sitting there eating chicken tenders. Oh, uh, I, I watched that stage. shit. 
Okay. Yeah, I was there. Barely. You can see me in the background. I didn't get credited. All right. I was about to say, you could use that as a credit. We've well, seen him on, <laughs> in the Comedy Store documentary. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, give yeah. it up for Zach Bogus. Yeah, I was the dude with the chicken in the back. <laughs> yeah, you could barely see me. I'm all blurry. But, you know, it's, you, it's still me. I guarantee it. I have pictures to prove it from that day. Oh, we believe you. We believe you. Thank Sorry. you. Don't Thank need, you. That's don't don't that need matters. all the validation, man. I need it, man. What I can get right now. Hey, coming from a punk band, and you were the fat lead singer. So, yeah, she need all the validation you can take. <laughs> yeah, that's me, dude, and I wear it on my sleeve. Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's I literally didn't start doing comedy until March of 2020. So, right when it hit? Literally the month, like, I started, I did my first open mic right before, like, the coronavirus was still in Burma. Uh-huh. There was no lockdown or anything. And then I was signing up for open mics, but there were not a lot in L.A. There, or there maybe there was just too much comics. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get my second chance to do comedy until I got on Kill Tony. It was the second time I ever did comedy. Wow. And just blew up. Just fully committed to it. Like, and this is it. This is my calling. It was that taste, man. That heroin, man. I, I get it. I get it. I got it two years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, now I'm here. <laughs> yeah like you on you went from kill 20 to my podcast what does that tell you <laughs> i don't think that's an upgrade man hey man <laughs> i love it dude i fucking love it i'll do anybody's podcast it doesn't matter well that's not true i won't do anybody's podcast oh, who, who, who you would you not do i don't know there's some creepy people out there with podcasts i don't want to list any names are comics here comics yeah in in quotations yeah oh. <laughs> there's some people out here who are like a little scary i don't know why they do it oh there's a few you introduced me to one the other night did i oh oh yes Remember? i did yeah oh yeah that's scary yeah there, was... there's a few that are that are probably should not be in the business but they hey we let anybody for in whatever reason we let anybody in. at the end of the day they don't decide the crowd decides well, and the bookers decide and God bless them for their commitment. Oh, by all means, do you do you? <laughs> I mean, yep. seriously, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to knock anybody's hustle because at the end of the day, that's what we all in it for. Mm. Um, Mental health is a big deal. And nobody <laughs> is. They're not talking about it as much. Some people need some care and they can't get it through comedy, though they believe that they will. Do you believe the whole like comedy therapy type shit? No, no, oh, no. Com- if you do comedy, you probably need therapy to deal with what you're doing. Honestly, well, I mean, it no, I mean, there there are comics out there who had a great life and just choose to share that. I mean, I'm I'm okay. Well, what I mean by that is, if you're actively doing comedy, the comedy will cause you to need therapy. Oh, you know, like it it, it can be taxing on your mental health to put yourself out there. <laughs> And sort of expose that side of you and then have people have their opinions about you. Some of them will say it. Some of them will not say it, but you'll find out through other people talking shit. Yeah. Or I guess it's different on different levels. Yeah, but (laughs) I've definitely started therapy after doing comedy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Not after you slimmed down and when you were... (laughs) No, no. I mean, I did therapy before that as a teenager for a little bit and I hated my therapist or whatever, but... um, yeah, no, through the experiences that comedy brought me, I have decided to speak to therapists. So, Good for you. We're not sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Not yet. Well, but, yet. You know. But, you know. That's Just good. in case, you can do this throwback plug. Yeah, so Zach, I had Zach Bogus on. You know who Zach Bogus is, right? <laughs> it's funny. I actually do use BetterHelp. That is what I use. Oh, oh really? It's working it's, for you? Yeah, I don't have insurance and it's cheap, so, you know. 
I mean, is it working? I don't know. I probably could have. It's a process, man. Friends. It takes years yeah. to get over some shit. And, and and the thing is, it's like, um, you're, yeah, you're putting yourself out there, and you want that. I think it is a thing that comics need that validation because you're you can get validation from your family. That's the drug. you can get it from your friends, you know. But getting it from strangers is another level. Absolutely. It really is. Because you're like, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to entertain these motherfuckers and they don't get it. No, you don't get it. Right, right, <laughs> it's right. your fault. Just because we're not on the same wavelength. Yeah. You know? It's my goal to make you like. Get it. Get it and connect. It's my, that, that's my job. Right. If, you, if it doesn't work, then that's on me. It is a complicated tango. But, you know, um, that satisfaction, that dopamine rush you get from getting that laugh from the oh, crowd. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Or just like people, like you'll hear them repeat your punchline, even if it can be distracting. You hear them say what you said. Yeah. Because that's the part that hit with them. And you're like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like the hook got in there, you know. Even at the small shows, like at an open mic, if I say something that's just ridiculous and I hear somebody comment on it, like in a in a way that means that they liked it. That's like, mm, that right there is oh, the drug. I'll take, yeah. Take that over anything. It, yeah. it, it really feels good. It really feels good. But you were, you were always a comedy fan before Kill Tony even? Like, did you... Oh, you said you went to the comedy... But before Kill Tony, did you go to the store? No. Uh, think, or even in New York? You know, I think... I can't remember if the first time I went was... Uh, yeah, the first time I went was for Kill Tony. And then I went... Because the way the comedy store works is... There are three rooms, the belly room, the original room, and yeah. the main room. And they have t- like basically like two shows a night in each room, so like six shows. Kill Tony was the early show in the main room, 400 tickets sold, so it's a big show and every Monday. So yeah, I, yeah. I would go as much as I could. After that show ended, there was a showcase, the potluck going on in the original room, and it was free. So you just a two drink minimum right Mm -hmm. so i would just go over there and sit there until two in the morning like 10 o'clock to two in the morning and just just watch all of these comedians that like i've never heard of and some of them are much bigger now than they were then the first night i went dave Chappelle did a pop-in just out of the blue yeah like he always does yeah yeah exactly (laughs) in the city (laughs) but like just every nobody expected it we're all sitting there and then all of a sudden, it's the biggest comedian in the world. It's my first time at the store. My belly's full of chicken tenders and beer. And it's like, what more could you ask for? You know? Like that that right there was like the perfect way to get introduced to live comedy. Like I, I had seen a few shows of the Laugh Factory, Underwhelming, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the comedy store, the mecca of all comedy and the biggest people in the world it's just like this is where i want to be all the time if i could just just be here all the time it would be great uh-huh. so i started writing jokes and yeah over the course of a year i had been writing jokes for kill tony like small little jokes yeah a minute and i had kept changing it adding more subtracting more i signed up for kill tony 20 times never got called Mm-hmm. There's at least a hundred comics every night trying to sign up for Kill Tony. Sure. And then, yeah, during the pandemic is when my hooks got in it. And, you know, it, it just, you, I, I, I was sending Red Band emails in 2018 asking to intern for him. Like all the way back then, I, I had been trying to get into it, mm-hmm. but the stars all aligned at the right time during the pandemic. And I had gotten unemployment too, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's just go." 
all the way. And look at him now. It's a blessing. I, I, I saw him the first time in 2015. Who? Uh, Tony and Oh Brian. yeah. Yeah. They came to Austin. Uh, Moon with, Tower? No. Spider House. Oh, shit. And really? you know who the guest was? Who? Tiffany Haddish. I love Tiffany Haddish, too. Tiffany had Nobody knew her because I, I found out about it's Tiffany Haddish on Red Band's podcast. Really? All the Death Squad shit. So there was Dysentery, the podcast that I listen to all the time. And then they had, they had a bunch of other ones, the, the, the something Chronicles. The, the Death Squad Chronicles. No, it was, it was named after the Ice House. Oh. The Ice House Chronicles. Something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. I used to listen to that all the time. When I first started listening to podcasts, it was like uh, like 2008, nine, And then in early 10s, I was like, oh, you know, let's see what else is out there. And I, I found out about Red Band's thing, the Death Squad. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool. Just chilling and talking. And around the time, I was doing mine too. I started mine in 2013. Mm. And so uh, when they came to Austin, I got I got to meet all three. It's not like we talked a whole lot. But when Tony came back for Moon Tower, that's when I met him officially. 2015 Tony was a different Tony than 2021 oh, yeah. Tony. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. But shout out to him. Shout <laughs> yeah, out to no, him. I love it. He's, he's the reason why I'm here, man. Yeah. You know, my biggest It's, it's a lot of people's reason why they're here. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. a lot of people's reason. That's true. No, I, and, and I'm not mad at it. I have no reason to. I think it's great. Um... So are you still do you still sing? Do you do any of that shit anymore? Uh I can carry a tune, but um I don't actively sing. I've been hanging out with um the band Nether Hour, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're always opening for Kill Tony or or no, closing for Kill Tony, opening for Death Squad. Those are the homies. Those guys are the shit. So I've been jamming with them at their crib and I'll sing along. I can't play any instruments, so like the most I can do is you know harmonize with them and stuff. Harmonize, holy shit! Yeah, a little bit. I'm not great. I'm not like <laughs> I'm not trained at all. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I know what sounds good. So uh, uh-huh. yeah, I'll, I'll sing with them. But um, the most I sing these days is just karaoke. Shout out to egos. That's, yeah, you. I, that was my first time going when I went with you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's I, mean, I, I, I kind of tagged along. Really, nobody invited me. It's a no, good I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hang, no, 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 you invited me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd never been, and I've been Austin 23 years. Wow. So I didn't know about it. There was another karaoke joint. I, I used to go to the Korean one. Those are the shit too. The, because they go till five Private in the morning, rooms. and you can it's BYOB, so you right. can be in there late night, and then you know jam jam out and shit. But I'd never been to Egos, and then I was like, "Wow, this is this is this is really cool." When I go there, I feel like I have to sing country music because every there, everybody there does country music too. It's and like, you oh. look the part, right? Thank you. <laughs> the, the, the plaid shirt. I can explain this. Yes, this the, is... the short collar shirts is really gives it away. But you have a sense of style. I appreciate that. I used to be a stylist. What? Yeah, I've had a lot of jobs. Oh, you, you can't just throw that out like it's nothing. No, I because mean, it, it, here's the thing: there is a look. Right. There is a comic look. Uh-huh. Actually, there's a white guy comic look. Sure. <laughs> it's just like, I don't care what I look like as long as Jeans I'm funny. Jeans and a t-shirt and maybe yeah. some Crocs. And sometimes, you're talking about Dean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I can appreciate Dean because he really stands by it. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. nobody else dressed Full like send, Dean. dude. Exactly. It is the, the nicest. Mullet. He's the nicest redneck I've ever met. Uh, not that I know a whole lot, but he's the only Dean I know. <laughs> um point is like there is like hey i don't give a shit what i look like i would wear 
shitty ass shoes with socks up in my all the way up my to my knee mm. or i have jeans that are too short out to lucas mccrary <laughs> and uh he's got good style too I'm no but that, real. if it's recognizable that's fine like right. okay that's how lucas you know dresses Iconic up. Lucas. that's fine that's fine you know the same way that you would watch a you know steve harvey and always in the suit you know that, that you like okay we we get it like you you i don't i don't even think that there's a a lot of thought around it mm. maybe but if there is it works right even if there's not it works like you know okay this is how you dress up um uh, but I, there is i don't know it's like you you got to stand out somehow you know when you walk when you get up when you get on stage you haven't even said a word yet you know sure people are gonna think or assume things about you before you even say sure anything. sure i mean that's gonna that's gonna happen but i mean why would you want to look like the next dude who came right before you is what i'm <laughs> and i agree Maybe at an open mic, that's okay. But when you're doing a showcase and people, you want people to remember your name. Yeah. I would say put a little bit of thought and effort into what you wear, or at least just, you know, not effort, but thought, right? You don't want to look like bum. A bum. Exactly. Yes. And there's, I mean, half of, at least half of the, the comics out here just don't care, which is fine. You know, it's fine. What We're matters not judging. is the jokes. But we already did. By the time you you open your mouth, we already <laughs> like, yeah. oh, here's another motherfucker with his, with his shorts that are like almost jeans. Like, uh-huh. Come on, oh, shorts on stage, big no no. That <laughs> I'm I'm a stand by that. I know it's like a hundred degrees out here all the time, but if you're wearing shorts on stage at that, a showcase, nobody should see your knees, bro. At a showcase, yeah, at a showcase. Oh, uh, a open showcase. mic is fine. Yeah, nobody Talk gives to, a fuck. Go naked if you want, but like. <laughs> Shorts, while you're trying to sell yourself, no, I'm not buying it, bro. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. And you want to stand out. So, uh, I forgot how we get to this style. Yes, you're a stylist. What yeah. the fuck? Uh, so in like yeah, 20- what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> in 2017, I started working at Buffalo Exchange. You know, buy and sell used clothing. Uh-huh. So I got really into vintage, retro, shit like that, and I had to learn about style and trends. Like I had to study it so that I could buy clothing in and resell it, like things that, that the public would want. So I studied fashion, basically, and uh, that's how I kind of gained my style. And then uh, Levi's offered me a position in Malibu as a stylist because I was working at Buffalo Exchange. The fuck you doing here then? Bro, it's that's not good money. It's not good money. Really? And it's not fun. Yeah. But if you're styling rich people, well, yeah, I sold Jerry Seinfeld two pairs of jeans, and <laughs> I held his black Amex card in my hand. It was so heavy, and I just thought, man, this is the key to a, another life right here. I could just steal you could be this. Jerry Seinfeld's personal style dude. He was like, "How do I wash these jeans?" And I was like, "Jerry, you burn them. You're Jerry Seinfeld. Just buy a new pair of jeans every time you need to change your pants." But I mean, what was shitty about the job? Uh, it was just boring. Um, like I like style, right? But I'm, it was essentially just being a salesman for Levi's. Oh, I, uh, sold clothes to Kid Rock. That was cool. Cause. Okay. That, that guy fucking likes to party. You can tell. I sold him this, uh, jacket that was a jean jacket in the back. Uh-huh. And then the front, it was like a, like a nylon bomber, like navy green nylon bomber. Wait, did you design a thing or you just. No, I, well, I put together outfits. Like oh, a, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Using the clothing from Levi's, like uh-huh. what they had in their collection. There's all the expensive shit too. So it's like 
you know, there's regular Levi's you can get at JCPenney. Then there's Levi's Made and Crafted, which is the fancy future brand. You know, everything's dyed with indigo and blah, 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 blah. Good quality materials and stuff. But um, And then there's Levi's Vintage, where they remake old Levi's using like uh-huh. selvage denim and they recreate things from the 50s and the 60s. What's the thing with the numbers? This 501 the, the was the thing at one point. Yeah. So what does that what does that mean? Those are the fits. Like they made different. It's so the number five hundred one. There is no record of the origin why they named it that. Uh-huh. But it is the like basically their serial number for the the fit of jeans. So five hundred ones are the classic, most popular pair. I'd say what people wear the most these days are like five elevens. So the rise is shorter, which means like you know balls to waist uh-huh. is shorter. The legs are tighter, and they're like straight leg. Five hundred ones give you more room in the seat. So like your ass, you can pull it up to your waist basically. And then there's more room in the thigh and down here. So if you were wearing a pair of boots, you could put your pants over it. Uh-huh. Now they make jeans that are boot cut five seventeens and like five twenty sevens. Yeah. I can't stand skinny jeans, man. Neither can I, even though it kind of looks like these are, these are five Oh one STs, which means straight taper, which is tighter in the thigh, but still got that. Like, you know, it's not skinny. I can't do skinny jeans. Man. They're stretchy. If, if it's skinny jeans, well, for a while there was there was a thing about. I remember. I mean, I grew up in France, so fashion is every fucking wear, right? And you see dudes walking around with the skinniest fashion. jeans. <laughs> yeah, but it's French. So, yeah, you know, French fashion. We invented it. Shut we, up. We, yeah, we get it. Yeah, we, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like skinny jeans, Italian shoes, like the pointy Italian shoes. Oh yeah, pointy loafers. If, if and you shit. ever catch me wearing shoes without socks, that's gross. a weird one to me. That's gross. It's bad hygiene. You know the suits, like you know, at every athlete. If you look at, if you watch the any draft, mm-hmm. they got the, either like a, a short suit or just a regular suit, but the it goes down to the ankle, and they have no socks. Maybe they wear those Capri. those girl socks. Yeah, it's just cut off above the ankle. Yeah, and then it's just ugh, I can't. Yeah, nobody that, wants to see your ankles, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, it's, Put no gay ass ankles away, boy. No, but I this can doesn't... smell your ankles from here. Ugh. No, I mean, I so that that is a weird look. I agree. I don't know why they do that. If you just brought it down straight to the ankle and then put some dress dress socks on or something uh-huh. like that, that's much better look, in my opinion. Well, now that if you were a stylist before, did you? Like, if you walk by people, do you just judge them like this motherfucker got do. the wrong color? Yeah. I'm like, you can't help it if you were in a business. And you want to know something even worse? Look at me and tell me I dress like. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're just, you're totally fine. The shirt's a little dated, but it's fine. Don't worry about it's it. an express shirt. Exactly. That's my point. Express. I dress, that's where I get my shit. Honestly, I, I buy, when I go, I don't shop often. Yeah. But when I go, I go once a year. You go to Express. Yeah, I go to Express. How long have you been going to Express? I don't know. Too long. 10 years, maybe? Yeah. No, Express ended in 2010, man. I hate to break it to you. Well, I'll keep the company going. No, 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 I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. I'll go to Express. But when I think about Express, I'm not going to the Buckle or any of those. Yeah. Nana Republic. No. No. I'm trying to think where, like, for for what you're wearing, what kind of. I'd probably shop at, honestly, just based on what my personal taste is, I'd probably shop at Levi's. Because you could get that outfit uh, at Levi's. For $600. No, no. <laughs> I don't know what their prices are. Not bad. Not They're not bad unless you're getting the fancy shit. In which case, then you got to really like appreciate what you're wearing. Otherwise, nobody else is going to care except for you. So how do you go shopping then? 
I go to thrift stores. I go to oh, like, you uh, go to Goodwill and all that stuff. Uh, like more like Pavement or Buffalo Exchange or something like that. And I'm very very picky. If I go in there, I'll leave with maybe one thing because it's like treasure hunting, right? Oh um, no. And you'll find something that's priced much lower than what the value actually is, and it'll be sure. good quality. So, like this shirt right here, this is Vans. This isn't. This is not adult clothing, but it's cut off. The sleeves are cut off, and I feel like it's got like some like originality to it. These are Levi's premium. They're not. They're if you're buying them retail, they're like ninety bucks. But I got them like forty because they were on sale. Is TJ Maxx legit? TJ Maxx has some stuff you can get. Yeah, like it, <laughs> there is some stuff. I wouldn't buy anything from TJ Maxx. <laughs> That's why I used to buy my shit when I first moved here. But dude, TJ Maxx, I'm I'm in a TJ Maxx like at least twice a month. Are you kidding me? No, I love TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx, Ross, uh-huh. Marshalls. The rack, what's the rack one? Nordstrom yeah. rack. Yeah, Nordstrom rack is probably most premium on that list there because you're getting like designer stuff there. See, I, I just don't. If it I doesn't go, I, matter. You've already locked in your style, and it's not a bad style. No, no, I'm, I know I'm good. Yeah, I know I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, Since I'm the authority over yeah, here, I mean, Mister Stylist approved. I'll take it. You got the bogus seal of approval. Yes, I will take it. Make it a badge. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, the, to me, first of all, I hate shopping. Yeah. Um, and I'm on a, I'm on a mission. So I realized a few months ago the only only had three pairs of shorts mm-hmm. that I've been wearing for years. Right. And I'm like, holy fuck, it's 90 degrees out. And I've been in Texas for a long time and I still only own those three pairs of shorts. Wow. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get some shorts. So like, I, 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 and I go and I'm like, okay, I like these. And I went to Express. I like, <laughs> I like these. And I bought, I bought four different colors of the same shorts. I'm like, I'm not trying to overthink it. I'm not trying. The, the, only, the only thing that I think about when I'm shopping for clothes is what do I already have that would go with that? Sure. That, that should be how you you think, well, yeah, right? Yeah, you put together outfits in your head. Yeah, like, okay, do I have a lot of blue shirts? Do I have a lot of red shirts? Uh, do I wear mostly black, white? Like, what can, if I'm buying this color, what can I go with? What can go with that? What kind of hat do I have? All of that shit. And so, um, yeah, I'll get, like, I have, this, this polo, I have five of these. Mm. Different colors. Nice. Like I'm not trying to, because I, I walk and I walk around until it hits me, but I know I need like at least five shorts to to help me through the summer. That's probably a much easier way of living. I am so addicted to shopping and getting that new piece to like make a bunch of outfits out of uh-huh. that everything in my closet's like a little bit different. Like I got like you know I got too too many pairs of pants and shorts. Too many shirts. I have a walk-in closet full. <laughs> I straight up do. I've Dude. got maybe twenty pairs of shoes. Twenty? Yeah. I, I, have made, I have maybe ten, but like five of those, I don't. I wear rarely because it's like special occasion shit. Yeah, like, I'm just bad get at that. throwing things away too. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like I, I only throw clothes away when I'm moving. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, I have this shirt that's been at the bottom of this pile that I've, I haven't worn in a long time. Let's give that to. Actually, my parents used to send clothes to my cousins in Africa. Wow! Yeah, like see the, those pajamas and those those sweaters. Like, and I go to on vacation. I see my little cousins wear my shit. That's and my da- crazy. And my parents like don't tell them. 
<laughs> they think it's new. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They know it was from us, but bunch uh, of five year olds wearing Express. <laughs> oh no, that Ninja Turtle sweaters. <laughs> I just imagine like a young you wearing Express still. No, but I mean the same outfits and everything. Yeah, I mean it's going to end up there. They're getting, they're getting big too. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna give you those. Uh, I love it. If Express is, they don't know what Express is. So I'm like, oh, this is like you know some Gucci level and shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it is, it is, it is. Yeah, it's Express sure. it's called Express. I just got my my alias membership card yeah. just in the mail today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's cool. I didn't even know they had that. Yeah, it's like you get the card and then if you get points, it's a reward shit. Sure. But like, I mean, look, if you became, if it turned into a stylist for comics. Mm. You know, Genevieve asked me to style her, go shopping with her and get her clothes. And I'm like, I'll totally do that. I already know what she's into and how I can dress her based on that. I, that was my job, you know, like, dude, that would be dope. I could do it. I could totally do it. But, uh, there's a line of work right there. It, it totally could be too. But I also like have a life. So, <laughs> you know, I got, I'm shit trying to, to make money. This comments ain't got no money. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get 20 bucks for a showcase here or there, but, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fucking thriving off of it. But there's other there's other jobs that I can do too. Like I used to be a tattoo artist for three years. I used to be I used to sell makeup at Ulta. I was a manager of a makeup store. So you know, I see a girl with bad eyebrows. I'm gonna let her know. Or like, <laughs> I'm a swipe. Bitch, come I got my tweezers. Yeah, in well, my no, pocket. Like, so girls <laughs> who fill in up. their eyebrows, they do it too thick, too dark. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? Yeah, you want to tell them? I do. <laughs> this man has no shame look bitch come here I'm just let me talk, like, let me hey, talk listen, to you for a second sweetie I used to work at Ulta yeah <laughs> I can say this to you as your favorite gay straight guy you can trust me I'm not hitting on you and I'm not putting you down but the raccoon eyes they gotta stop uh, everybody sees it and everybody doesn't want to say something about it but I'm gonna because I know how to help you have you, you see those girls with the the eyelashes that are fucking yeah, the cumberellas. Yep. Oh, <laughs> if your eyes are not pretty, it doesn't work. <laughs> it really doesn't. Like it's supposed to ex- accentuate your eye color. Like yeah. if it really like it's spirit, and it's even too much because your eye co- your eyes alone should be enough. Well, you know what the the fact you got is right. Fucking blinders on them. Girls who have like smaller eyes, right? If mm-hmm. you put something around it that like it's basically like pointing at your eye it'll make it look bigger so girls that do the heavy eyeliner or eyeshadow makes their yeah. eyes look bigger and more brighter mm-hmm. it doesn't big help tits? everybody the big, they have big tits it's a great way don't to, even wear makeup you know <laughs> yeah but i mean it's like look over look over here that's what I, the, the thing is this girls thing. need to put boob makeup on right like if you put titty shadow on yeah that would be cool you get the right that's kind of attention trend. that way but the problem would be when they start to motorboat you, you get titty makeup all over your face. Yeah, but in the moment, you don't care, do you? Right. Also, we're speaking <laughs> in hypotheticals. None of this has happened yet. I bet you someone's done it. I I bet you're I right. I bet you. Kim so, Kardashian so, sells body makeup. Look, if you got big areolas and you decorate them. Make them smaller. I will. I will. Suck that makeup right off of them. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I like ass too. So what is makeup's gonna do? <laughs> you can put makeup on an ass. Yeah. Hey, I would. It's probably out there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they bleach it. So somebody, somebody has a bullseye. That's true. Put so, a little lipstick ring around the butthole. 
Make it look like a, a pair of lips. A, a tattoo and makeup. I would do it. I would, would tattoo. Would I would tattoo and make up somebody's ass for them. You've already heard, you've already to hear first, folks. Hit me up, <laughs> hit me up, ladies and gentlemen. I'll Follow tattoo him and make Zach up your Bogus. ass. He will. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I've had several careers. Uh, maybe I'll make you laugh while I do it. Actually, it's a bad idea if you start to clench up while I'm. Hey, be like, look, relax. Otherwise, you're gonna, it's gonna look like shit. Literally. It is. Well, it's gonna look like shit later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's your asshole. So it's, it's, exactly. It's like, look. You know, yeah. whether you're into anal sex or not, this is going to be part of your body. You know what they say? If it looks like shit, if it tastes like shit, maybe it's an asshole. True. With makeup on. Welcome back. How did it feel? Better? Man, I feel so much better. Uh, Sorry. Good for you. So I was saying that because this is Texas, people don't put that much effort into their look because it's hot year round. So you're always rocking cargo shorts flip-flops and that's how you dress for everything for work for going out sure for you know going to the game going to see your friends going to see your family like it's always that's it right and you like it, it was weird for me actually my dad told me because my dad was like yo where i'm from you dress to go to work like there's some companies here the company i used to work for for 12 years was like yeah i need you to put on some slacks and sure. and the and the dress shirt. I'm like, but our clients are in Louisiana. We, we we go there once a year, right? And it's like that's not the point. The point is you come into work. You need to look good. You look good. Nobody's coming in the office. Nobody comes into office. There's three of us. Okay, but we still wore. You have to wear nice shoes, slacks, like dress pants, and a shirt. Sure, absolutely, and tuck that motherfucker in. Right? Yes, yeah, but. He, especially now where every company is like, yeah, come in your shorts and your flip-flops. Like you just got off bed, got out of bed, brush your teeth, and it came to work. That's the look. And you're like, so you don't – and girls do it too. Absolutely. But you know what? I think that that is a good idea. I think if you're working all day, you should be as comfortable as possible unless you need to do like constant meetings and interviews with people. But the thing is like when you when you had to dress up for work – you're more inclined to dress lazy later because you don't want to dress up for every occasion. Like if you're just like, like this is this right here. I, I have comfortable clothes at home, right? I have like Adidas track pants that I wear that are sure. like five years old and a bunch of loose t-shirts that I like to chill in. And maybe I'll go to the grocery store and, mm-hmm. or, you know, I'll wear my fucking Birkenstocks or something chill. Like I don't care about my look, but I'd rather not have to wear a uniform to work and be able to dress up when I go out to enjoy something. Sure. If you make that distinction, yes. But if you the same shit you had on when you were at work, you wear when you go on a date mm. or when you go to... Look, even... even no pajamas, pussy for you. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I, even pajamas. Yeah. Like, there are such, there is such thing as pajamas. Right. Right? I call but, it naked. Because I, I don't have pajamas. I just yeah, no, no, naked. no. I, I get it, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying okay, but but you make that you're not going to work naked, so you make that distinction. Whatever that is, depends on what your job is. Oh, that's true. Prostitutes. That's true. That is true. Basically naked, right? Yeah, it is a job. It is. <laughs> it is. It is a job. It's but a job, you, and I'm hiring ladies. And but you're separating. This is why I look when I'm going to bed. It's where I look like when I hanging around at the house. It's what I dress like when I go see my friends, when I go on a date, when I go to work, when I go to movie theater, when I go to a comedy show. Like it's, I'm not saying you got to have an outfit for everything. I'm not saying that. Right. But if you make that distinction, at least maybe 
twice a day. Like don't go, don't go to bed in your cargo. Don't go to sleep in your cargo shorts. Sure, in your khaki shorts. Right, right, right. No, no, just don't. Unless you're really drunk. <laughs> in which case, <laughs> just go to fault. bed. Then, you it's know? Not, then it's not. It's not your fault. Some people just need to go to bed. <laughs> you know, you're a heavy drinker. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen you like fucked up. Um, I mean, I, I, maybe, maybe. Well, I didn't I know. So yeah, you probably wouldn't know. Like I feel like I'm. Um, I do, I have been drinking a lot lately. This summer it comes with drinking. the job, man. It also comes with Texas. Like Texas, everybody. Oh no, we're, we're good here. All, yeah. No, all, this is Austin thing. Is it? We had the, the, uh, we had like more bars per capita. Yeah. I mean, before all the shit closed. Yeah. On Sixth Street, mm-hmm. we had more bars per capita than any other city in Texas. Some some crazy number, like it some shows. crazy stats. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, I remember going down to Sixth Street in my shit. I was eighteen, even before eighteen, and. It was seven days a week, seven yeah. nights a week. And you go in, oh, a dollar, you call it. Dollar Long Island iced tea. And they were like tall glasses. Yeah. Like, hey, we do a quarter of whatever. There's still deals like that out here. Yeah, too. but I mean, it's like, yeah, it's cheap. So, oh, here's what happened to me last week. I got to tell you this. So, <laughs> uh, it was after the Dice Clay show. Okay. It was like go, recent. Yeah, it was like just last Saturday. Uh, go see Dice. Walk out. It's me. Uh, one dude and two girls. This guy walks across and finds out to go, hey. That who slashed his throat? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. Okay, never mind. No, that happened? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. No, no, not him. Not him. No, no, but he's like, yo, I own own this bar. You guys were, you know, first round on me. And I'm like, first of all, you're buying these ladies drinks, not us. Mm. Let's be honest. Right. You didn't come, you didn't walk all the way up here to get us. You no came gay to get, bars on 6th Street. Yes, mm. exactly. And I'm like, and, and I said, yeah, I know how this shit works. I know the game. He goes, well, I'll, I'll buy you guys drinks too. And I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't care, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go in there uh, and it's like, it was Wells' drink. Of course it is. I, I knew it was. Right. But he made it look like he was doing us a favor. Right, right, right. Like, like hey, come to the Yeah. You. I got, you know, these two hot girls are going to go in and they're going to stick around. We didn't. But the, the the thing is, it's like, you know, you're getting shitty ass drinks on 6th Street and for cheap. I'm sure the drinks were like nothing, like three bucks, maybe less than that. Probably. So you can you can really get fucked up with ten dollars. You sure can. And if you do it the way that I do it, you just uh flirt your way into bars with like the bartenders. Honestly, like I, I, I what I do <clears throat> and it's only with guy guy bartenders is I talk to them about like Sixth Street or like because I used to work on Sixth Street. Yeah, so yeah. I'd go into like, I don't know, Peckerheads or uh mm-hmm. uh poor choices or something sure. and I'd like any of the guy bartenders, I'd be like, these fucking people, man. All these fucking people suck. And I'd just be cracking jokes with them and stuff. Uh-huh. So it'd be like my straight guy flirting, right? Yeah. And they'd be like, what do you want? What do you want to drink? And I'd be like, give me a shot of JMO. You know, Jameson, Pickleback Chaser. Yeah. And they usually would. Like, they, it was, there were like three bars around where I worked on 6th Street. Uh-huh. That would just hook me up anytime. So I'd like leave my job in the middle of my shift if I was stressed out and I just, Bounce to the three of those bars, get three shots, and get right back. All right, let me tell you how I did it. <laughs> tell me. So, we used to um, follow the bartender. Okay. Because 
Like stalk epi- him? No, 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 no. It was like there is a whole community of bartenders. They all knew each other. Mm. We all knew them. Yeah. Because they one for one, they knew that we, when we came up, when I say we, I mean I don't want to say me and my crew because I hate the word crew, <laughs> but like me, the people that I hang with, when yeah. we show up, well, it's always a good time. And we never asked for a hookup. But because they would go work going from working from uh, at this bar to another one, we'd go wherever they went. Sure. And we'd come back like, yo, what's up? And they're like, oh, shit, how you been? Blah, blah, blah. And then they hooked us up. But my, my personal technique, and I'm giving away secret. I mean, I'm old now, so it's not like I, I do that anymore. <laughs> but you know what, go, what goes a long way is if you go to a bar when it's empty. Okay. You go to an empty bar. There's nobody in there, but you and the staff. You sit at the bar and you talk to the bartender. Mm-hmm. And you tell them, this is what I drink. Right. I'm a, at the time I was a Captain Morgan and Coke guy. Okay. It's like this is a, or before that I was a Coke and OJ guy and all wow. the bartenders knew that's what I drink. Coke and OJ. This is delicious. Looks like mud. Looks horrible, but tastes sounds delicious. Sounds awful. With lime. It's really good. Really good. No. Try it one day. It's really good. With Tr- no alcohol? No, I didn't drink back then. Yeah, uh-huh. So yeah. Yeah, of course it, you're gonna it, give that. It, 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 it was a mix. It was a mix I did when I was a kid. And I'm like, and I, and I was like, I'm praying these fuckers to see if they do it, and they did. And I had bartenders who knew. Oh, back is here, Captain Coke and, and Coke and OJ. <laughs> Boom. And then when I upgraded to Captain Morgan and Coke, like, oh shit, back is all grown now. <laughs> <laughs> but you go to empty bar and you go. This is first time. Hey, how you doing? My name is blah blah blah. This is what I drink, and then you tip them. And you do that maybe two or three times. Sure. And you always order from the same bartender. Don't fuck around and order from another one. If another one shows up and goes, hey, can I, t- can I, can I help you? They're like, no, no, no. She or he got it. Always order from the same person all night long. Mm-hmm. And if you only drink one thing and it's simple, the next time you show up and they know. I used to go to the W the the W Hotel, mm. and there could be like two lines of people in front of me at the bar. I'm in the back. I just raise my hand, and my drink would be ready. Wow! It's little things like because they don't they appreciate your company exactly, and it's like it's they're not they're not my best friends, you know, but they appreciate the fact that I treat them like human being. I don't snap at them. I don't shake my empty glass. You know, I don't slam, I don't slap the 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 bar. I don't do any, any of that shit. Right. And I'm and I actually know him personally. It's like, hey, Ashley, you know what I drink? Blah blah blah. Oh, I got my people here, and we don't. I can't stand people who who stand at the bar and are not either ordering or closing their tab. Sure. I can't stand that shit. Yeah. So they just hang out, uh, hog the bar. I know it's a thing to do, but no, I, no. I hated that shit. And and I'm not a heavy drinker, so like I, you know. They knew, and I always tip because I want. I'm trying to reverse the stereotype that black people don't don't tip. <laughs> I'm, I'm only one man. There's only so much I can do. You're a superhero, back. I try, I try, I try. But now I'm I'm, I'm putting my jersey in the rafters. I'm giving away my secret, <laughs> and it works for door guys too. Your secret is be nice, basically. No, I mean that's it's not even a secret. <laughs> no, just show up and be nice to a bartender if there's nobody else. There. But no, you're right. That's absolutely true. And coming firsthand from somebody who worked on 6th street at a bar not as a bartender like i i you know that i kind of learned that trick too i'm just nice to everybody on my street and they're nice in return yeah but if you go a little bit above and beyond i would go i would walk by a bar where i, I knew the door guy and even if i didn't go in the club 
I would still say hi. Right. Like I was saying earlier, you acknowledge somebody you know. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, every time this dude walks by, he says hi to me. So next time I show up, I'm skipping the fucking line. Make him feel appreciated. During South By, mm-hmm. yo, I would I would carry gum and water and uh, uh, protein bars. Wow. And I would go, like, oh, private party, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, man, I can't. I can't. Here, I got a protein bar for you. Cool. Come on in. That's dope. It's little things like that that go a long way. But they're so used to people don't see the other side of working, being in the in the service industry, whether it's a, you know a bar back or a server and any of that stuff. But they're so used, and you can attest to that. You're mm. so used to being treated like shit. Oh yeah. That you're like when someone comes around and goes, "Hey, how you doing? How's your day? Here's, you know, here's a pack of gum. Here's a, some cigarettes." And you don't even ask for anything. You don't go, oh, if I give you this, you won't let me in. You right. don't even say that. But you're still not used to it. That One, you remember their name, even if your name is John. <laughs> and you remember their face. And next time you're, oh, cool, man. Good to see you. Come on in. Yeah. Totally. I didn't know anybody that worked at Vulcan. Until recently? Yeah. And yeah. I used to go to Vulcan. Back when it was just like music, right? Yeah. I've, I've thrown events at, at Vulcan. And when comedy took over... I mean, I met I met Brandon. I had met Nick a long time ago, but I don't think you remembered my face. But as far He's as a people, great guy, I, I heard. I don't know. <laughs> I can't say that I know him. So, but as far as people who worked the door, it was like either, either comics that I've seen around. But it's like if I come up, I'm gonna say hi to you. And that you know that that's cool. I I like that it became more of a social thing for you because I started working there. I think I was the first comedian door guy. They wanted comedians there. I was the chaperone, right? Because when Brandon uh, Brandon doesn't work at Vulcan, he mm-hmm. does Big Laugh. So when Big Laugh did events there, he would be the person who talked to the comedians because none of the people who worked at Vulcan, none of the management, it was yeah. I don't need to list names. They didn't really know comedians like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got hired on as a door guy, and. Uh, I was sort of like the chaperone between comedians when they'd be there. I'd be like, what do you need? You sure. Because as a comedian, as a producer of a comedy podcast, it's like it only makes sense for somebody to be that middleman there. Sure. And I was getting paid like a door guy, but yeah. uh, I was doing a lot more work. And then I hired on a bunch of other comedian door guys. Mm-hmm. So they all get it now. And if they're talking nice to the comics that are playing in the club, the comics are going to want to be there. We do, you know, Kill Tony there. Now there's every open micer in Austin hanging out. Yeah. They need to know that the door guys are them. Like they are, you know, equal playing field. So that's a good thing. That's a, that's special to hear that, like, now you can have that relationship. And it's a lot different, too. I mean, I'm sure Creek in the Cave is a similar vibe. All of the people there yeah. are comics. But, uh, yeah, Vulcan, um, their their staff needs to be social with comics that's very important for them yeah i mean at, at the end of the day it's I'm, sh- I'm sure they appreciate just being there oh yeah i mean just you get to see a show i mean come on you, you're walking around but you you can hear the shit and happening. you're making relationships with all of these super yeah talented people that you aspire to be you know don't act like your shit don't stink though right you no, know. Well, I know, and then I know exactly who you're talking about. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that as a general. Yeah. No, no. I, re- I really don't know. I really don't know. Well, blah, 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 blah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's just pretend like uh, 
I never said anything. Um, but there <laughs> you're on a podcast. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know what I just had a uh, uh, brain aneurysm. That's what that was. Um, the the people at Vulcan are great. People at Creaking Cave are great. You need to make sure that you're um, not doing ego games with the people around you. Yeah, and that that is the most important thing at a comedy club. And I think I lost touch in that for a little while when when I worked there. I think I. Uh, um, a lot of people told me that my personality was off-putting for a little bit, and I think it was just because I was so anxious. But maybe I had not realized that, and I did a bunch of other shit too that made me look kind of crazy. You know what? <laughs> I, I, you know what? Um, I met you as a door guy, not as a comic. Mm-hmm. But I figured that because you were in there, that you were also doing comedy, right? But I, I never. I don't think it, there was ever like officially, hey, my name is back, my name is Zach, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I've seen your face. I, it, to, I go by association. If you're cool with so and so, and I'm cool with so and so, then you got to be cool too. Otherwise, so and so is an asshole. Right. Yeah. Totally. But this, this is how I operate. I'm like, I, I, I rarely, and this is Austin too. Austin has a two degree separation. Totally. Like you can meet somebody and like, hey, let me introduce you to someone. Oh, I know this motherfucker. All right, cool. Yeah. So by association, if you're cool with that person, then I'm I'm Trust fine. Their judgment of character. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, it, it's really just me going. Oh yeah, well, you're the door guy, and I gotta say hi to the door guy. I have to acknowledge the power of the door <laughs> guy and the the amount of influence the door guy has on my sure. ability to enter or no, but I'm not off-putting, so I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up, man, and then yeah. be on my way. I'm not asking anything. And for most people, it's not a problem. Now, you know, there are comics out there with egos, and a lot of people, maybe it's not natural, but they'll, like, push it for digging into a character or whatever, and firsthand as a door guy, I've had to deal with people, like, assuming that they... Like they expect shit from you? Or they think that they're above what, like, so, for instance, right, Kill Tony. Uh-huh. We, with the space that we're dealt with, we had to corral all of the comics into those corners. What's that holding cell you got going on in the right? <laughs> is that what that is? The right and the left of the door. I saw that. It's like we put them all behind a barricade because where else are we going to put them? Yeah, you know? that's true. I mean, at least at Antones, there was the room or something, right? We that we did that for like the last few weeks maybe a month of being at antones and that was a blessing that they would put like a staff member up there to to watch because i i didn't work for antones i just produced kill tony okay but um yeah i would literally in between each comic i'd go up the stairs go to the comic holding group and be like hey you guys good back down the stairs through the audience and then just make laps i never stayed in one place and same thing with vulcan i would just make laps the Uh entire time but uh at Vulcan, because there is a capacity and we sell out almost every single yeah, time, yeah, yeah. there's no place for us to put comics. There's no like open area and it's tight. Vulcan's tight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know they don't to because they could they don't really trust the fact that if a comic will go across the room to use the bathroom and come back uh-huh. because they would go to the bathroom and then hide in a corner somewhere and try to watch. Yeah, okay. They don't let them use the bathroom, and they don't oh. let them go to the bar. So, and and it's a know, holding cell. Yeah, well, they can leave the building if they want. <laughs> well, yeah, of course they're there for and a reason. Risk the opportunity of sure. missing your spot. I you get can it. Go to the bar next door. You can go literally anywhere. Just 
if you're in Vulcan and you didn't buy a ticket, you can't go to the back. You can't leave that area. I don't know if it's still the same because I haven't been there in a month and a half. But that's the way that it was. And I know that there were some comics that were upset about that. There were also some comics that did not respect the fact that the door guys were doing their job and they couldn't let them go. So they would just sneak out, go upstairs, try to go in the green room, try to like do things because they thought they were above it. No, no. See, you don't assume shit. There's a lot of people. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not, say there's it a handful it, of people it, like that. Yeah, but it, I mean, it happens in every every industry. You try to like hustle your way, and it's ego too. You know, it like, is as a comic. Ego is for a lot. It's easily fragile. A lot of people don't like to be told that they can't do things, or they feel like they need to force. It's common fucking sense. You think so, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a reasonable you guy. Don't steal respect, you earn it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like I I I remember, um, the first time that I was there, that first uh, booking that uh, Big Laugh did, it when it was uh, it was Tony, it was Joe, Joe Rogan, and uh, Ron White. Oh yeah, that was in November. That sure. was like I think that was Tony's first show. Wow, one of his first shows. Yeah, I mean he. Came out here to visit. I don't think he moved here until December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I talked to him after that, and, and I said, so you're moving here? He goes, I don't know yet. The next thing you know, he's here in a month. Right. But uh, he, he wasn't official yet. But that was like a dope lineup, and I had bought tickets. And I and I always tell Brandon, I'm like, look, I will – I'm here to support. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan first. Mm-hmm. So I will buy a fucking ticket. Sure. I'll go and, and I've always had comments go. I've had people go. You bought a ticket to this? I'm like, yeah, Crick in the Cave, same thing. Like, I'm I'm gonna go to a show. I, I don't expect to get in free because I'm a comic, right? I it well, there's a respect. Thing like, there granted, too. Gr- granted that, yes, I can afford it. So that's that's another topic. But I'm I don't I don't expect drinks to be free. I don't I I, I tip. I, I, the other Zach I know is the Zach at Quick in the Cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the bartender. <laughs> yeah, Zach's a shit. Great Zach, guy. Yeah, Zach's a shit. So, and, and I, I don't, if you start assuming things and if you come across, especially when you're talking to people who've been in the business for a long time, I mean, no matter, no matter the business, whether it's comedy, it's music, it's uh, acting or whatever, and then you already have an ego walking up to them, they're going to be like, who the fuck are you? Right. Who the fuck are you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think, um, you know, uh, it it is a weird, weird social hierarchy, too, to think that you're above paying for a ticket, to think that you can, like, get in somewhere, like, oh, you're like... Or just hang out with the headliner. Yeah. I mean, my policy, personally, right... I don't go in the green room unless somebody asks me to be in there or yeah. I'm on that show. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're not going to find me in there. Like just being like, Hey guys, how's it going? Some, someone asked me, um, how do you, and I'm tooting my own horn. I'm, I'm dropping names here, <laughs> but, uh, someone asked me like, how do you get to hang out with these professional comics? And cause I've, I've hung out. I mean, Godfrey calls me when he comes to town. Uh, I hung out with Paul Verzi when he was here. He's great. Uh, Brett Ernst mm-hmm. got to hang out with him too out of the Romo room. 
but I went to see him three times. Right. But I wanted to see him three times. You right. see what I mean? Sure. And I walked up to him. I was like, yeah, what's up? And and we just started shooting. Not about comedy. Just started shooting the shit. And then next thing you know, we just me and him. And we end up going to the bar at, at Rock Rose. You know, Sean Patton, same thing. And and I'm and like, so how do you like how do you, how do, you do that? I'm just not a dick. Right. There's no ego when I'm talking to you. And I'm talking to you like a human being. Like I'm not... I'm not asking you for advice on comedy. Exactly. I'm not asking you how to write a joke. You're not asking for anything. No, I'm not. I'm really not. I'm, I'm literally just talking. And and you. And know I'm not I, schmoozing anything. I'm not. I'm really not. And that's that mentality is the same thing that got me my spot on Kill Tony. Um, because the thing is, like all of these comedians, everybody wants something from them. They want their time. Yep. They want a photo. They want to take them away from whatever they're focusing on. And nobody's offering them anything. So for me, I was like, you know, I didn't ask for an internship. I said, hey, I just got let go from my job. I'm going to be here at the comedy store watching from the patio because it was they weren't they weren't letting people in the building. Mm -hmm. So if you guys need a stagehand, I will do it for free. I will. I'm a big fan of the show. I'm not crazy. If you guys need me, let me know. And then the next week, they were like, yeah, were you serious about that? We'd love to have you like help out and led to me being the producer just because I offered something instead of asking for something. Everybody's always asking for something. Yeah. You never I didn't want offer to be shit. that person. <laughs> well, no, it's the, what you offered. It's not that you literally offered yeah. something, but you offered like, like the trust that you're not a crazy person and that you Paul told are giving me, them support. But, well, you know what Paul told me? Huh? So I, um, when he said he was coming to Austin, I went on Instagram. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting tickets. Mm. And it was like maybe like 10 comments. I was like number seven or something. And then I I came to the show by myself. Mm. And um and right after the show, um I think I was talking to Brandon and he walked up to Brandon and he was like, Yo, is there any place where I can get a cigar? And I said, and it, first of all, I came, I went up to him and I said, Hey, dope show. I didn't ask for a picture. I said, Yo, that was that's that new shit. That shit was funny. And he told me, yeah, I was looking at you like from the corner of my eye. You were laughing and everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan. I I, I came here by myself. I'm like, he's like, you came here by yourself? Like no date, nothing? And I'm like, <laughs> no. I just came to see a show. I right. told you I, I, on Instagram, you liked my comment. Like, yeah, I said that I was coming to see the show and here I am. Like I said, I was. I was going to. And then um, they were in a green room and he asked me, yeah, where can I get a cigar? And I started looking up, look things up. And he said, well, when you know, let me know. And I, I knocked on the green room door and it was him and Nick and Brandon and I think a son or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then we started talking and he was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I, I need to get something to eat and then grab a cigar. And, and it was the, the weekend of the, the biker rally. Oh, it was that, it was that weekend. weekend. Yeah. It was that, it was that Friday. Ooh, some parties end in blood. Let's yes. Just say. <laughs> it, it, was, it was that weekend. And I, I just walked with him all the way to Alcyon and went to surf to, to Lavaca Street Bar, get some food. Damn, you guys talk, went far, huh? We talk, we talk hip-hop. We talk sports. We talk comedy. It was mostly him talking. We was taking it in, and then I was like, yo, just, I don't even smoke cigar, but Alcyon's around the corner, get some cigar. Yeah. And then we just kicked it, and then uh, I had him try this liqueur that I'm a fan of called Amarula. Oh, Yeah. You know Marua? Uh-huh. Yes. I, I always have a bottle if you want some. We'll drink after this. 
uh, and he's like, yo, Stacy, she loves Amarula. I mean, she loves liqueur. And we used to be, never heard of this shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get you a bottle. That's cool. And I came the, ne- the next day. I ran into him again. I saw the Questlove show. I thought, like, here's your bottle. I'll say, let's get you a bottle. I'll get you a bottle. And that That's was it. Dope, dude. So it, it's like, you don't, I didn't ask for shit, but we're. You were just being a friend. It's amazing how far being friendly can get you these days. Isn't that a crazy concept? concept? <laughs> yeah, apparently, dude. You wouldn't, you know, you'd think oh, just being like a good person, right? Fucking egos. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are other people doing for me? Like, are, are you going to Skankfest? Yeah, I'm going to be there. My roommate is co-owner of uh, the secret group where they're doing Skankfest. Oh, really? So I'm, a, I'm definitely going to be there. I will see you there. Hell yeah, bro. I, I, I was scared at first because I bought my ticket last year. Mm. And... um. I didn't know if it still worked because, you know, they went on sale and everything. Right. And I emailed, I was like, is my ticket still work? And I, I wasn't hearing back. I'm like, fuck, they sold out so quickly. Right. And I look at the lineup. I'm like, holy fuck, I have to be there. You got it, dude. <sighs> it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. So I, I, I already booked my I booked my hotel. I'm like three blocks down from the venue. And yes, it's I, shit. Hell yeah, dude. I'm hype on it. Hopefully, I think I already got a spot to stay. Based off of the people I know. Yeah, you stay with my king size bedroom. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll sleep on the ground, man. No, no, I'm no. Not against it. In no. the hallway, maybe. I'm uh, on a mission. No, outside, outside, the, outside the door. Yeah, you All can right, do cool. everything, anything you want. Deal. Anything you want, but I'm like, I'll no. Bring the Amarillo. I'm gonna be nice. No, I'll have a bottle already. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> no, but it, it's it, I, I like that kind of shit because your c- comics are so approachable by nature. Yeah, we most talk, of them. Yeah, I mean, most of them. I mean, of course, if Eddie Murphy's next to you, you're not right. going to budge. Yeah. Right? You know, I you don't know Tony how... Tony Hinchcliffe energy, though. Like, he's kind of, like, sharp, and he'll he'll get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People There's are almost, scared to talk to him sometimes. To Tony? Yeah. Yeah, because he's so fucking quick. He's sharp. He's, the, other, the other night, he's like, back, why don't you call me, man, so we can hang out and everything. I'm like, look, man, I've, I've texted you. He's like, don't call me. Text me. Mm. And I'm like, I, I have. I'm not going to keep texting you right i'm not gonna be that guy yeah i'm not gonna yeah. keep texting you so it's all it's it's on you and then the other night is like <laughs> uh i forgot what i told him and i said well what are you doing tomorrow and he goes i don't know i'm busy tomorrow it's, yeah. it's already midnight right I mean, what you, i'm like all right well never mind then fuck it yeah but I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna try and force anything he's a busy man no i i i get it but like we've hung out before uh, during uh, Moon Tower, and then that, that when he did kill Tony at Cap City a couple of years ago. But anyway, it's like you don't if you if you're forcing it or you're hovering or you're doing any of that kind of stuff. That's with any celebrity, right? And Austin doesn't do that. That's the thing. I don't know how it is in L.A. or New York. Oh, it's in L.A. It's definitely you get a lot of hovering, uh, and I mean even in Austin, there's less, but there's still like let's just say. Uh, you know the after party for Kill Tony, right? Mondays, when Kill Tony ends at the co- at the not the Comedy Store at Vulcan, um, the band. Nether Hour plays. Yeah, I saw that last time. Yeah, and the upstairs turns into the green room. Okay, they kick out everybody who isn't a plus one, basically. Mm-hmm. And then CM Smokehouse caters. You get cake from uh, Shazy. It's like a it's like a fun hang. It's like the ideal end to one of those shows that usually goes into like. 12 30 one o'clock in the morning right and you're not there unless you're somebody brought you there um it's like a special place to be it's really nice uh i didn't know they did that they do and you would i mean you clearly would be one of those people if you were hanging out at kill tony but uh there are a lot of people who will sneak their way up there 
who weren't invited, and then they do the creepy thing where they like they stare or they like <laughs> sit at a table by themselves and they're just like you know how can I get in there right? And it's just it, it's like come on man, don't do that. It's not I would that's hope not someone, what you want to look like. I hope someone calls them out. Oh, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, what are you doing here? You exactly. got lost. Doors oh, that way. <laughs> that's the thing with the the Vulcan door guys at at the end of that show. He's part of our job is to make sure that the people who are up there were you know Supposed friends to be with there. the owners yeah. or friends with Tony or Red Band or whatever. Um, so we would have to vet, and that's eh, it's not a nice thing to do. It's not fun to be like, who's who are you here with, man? You gotta yeah. go, you know. But there's a lot of people up there that do that. Most of them are comics, but you know, I, I get it. I had I, I saw one. Um, I'm not going to name names because I think he's a good guy, and um, I was talking to Sean Patton at the okay. Creek and Cave, like in the back, in the uh, outside, and uh, he walked up and he started talking about how do you write it? How, what's your writing thing? Because this is how I do it. Mm. It's like I stare at, at what do you say? Like I stare at a wall and try to figure out as funny. I, I don't know, but he went into this whole thing, and I'm looking at Sean the whole time. His his face, mm. his, and I, and I'm like, why? Why did you, of all things, like why? And Sean was thinking the exact same thing. So after he left, Sean was like, "The fuck was that?" Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Hey, man, I come on." You saw that coming from a mile away. Right. You got to be used to that now. Exactly. It, you know, especially even uh, Godfrey told me the same thing. He comes to town. We, we hung out like all weekend long. Uh, took him to Bucky's and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him the true Texas experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Bucky's, dude. But uh, he he told me, he's like, yo, I'm trying to hang with this chick. And she she told me that she has a cousin who started into comedy and wants some advice. And and then he goes, that bitch is hot, <laughs> but I'm not hanging out with her and her cousin. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Just because of that, just because he's trying to bring around her cousin who's trying to start comedy, I am not hanging out with her. I'll find, yeah. I'm fine with some other girl. No <laughs> way. Uh-uh. No, I'm not doing no, that. No, God. Nobody wants to. Okay. So that's the thing, man. People don't get new comics want to talk shop, right? They want to talk about comedy with other comedians. This is how I write. Every morning when I wake up, I watch one hour of comedy, then I write for two hours. Like nobody wants to hear about that. You know what? When you're at a show, I, I was usually I do a, a I do a PSA before we start recording. I tell comics, let's not talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad What's we did. I didn't have to post? tell you. I, I'm glad I didn't have to tell you. It that. gets so old oh, so fast. I can't. Oh, this is how. Well, and the other thing, and we'll close that parenthesis because it have that's what struck me the most, and I've brought this up many times on this podcast, and every guest that I've had has confirmed that it's the most annoying shit ever hmm. is when they can turn the funny off. Yeah. Right. And Somebody's trying too hard all the time. Yeah. It's like, uh, who, who, who are you? Cause it, it's, it's, there's no, not every word out of your mouth has to be a joke. Right. And believe it or not, actually I do. I really believe it. Um, well, let's see. I'm about to say some crazy shit right say now. Say some crazy shit, All right, dude, it's, my, it's, my, it's my fucking show. Um, <laughs> I think that as black people, we have a need to be funny. That's racist. No, I'm black. I can say it. Oh, that's true. Yes. Sorry, my bad for calling you racist. 
yeah, offended my ass. Maybe that's racist of me. Yeah, yeah. Stay far away from me. <laughs> still in my apartment. Uh, no, but like, it's like you can't. I, I really think that there's something about black folks that you 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 have a need just to survive. Like you, when you when you're um, grow up in a big family and you want to stand out. Yeah, I mean, you go to barber shop. It's all jokes. Like it's, I think it's part of the black culture to be funny. I mean, the biggest comics in the world are Chappelle, Hart, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. I mean, the list goes on and on. Sure, right. So these are people that are they're funny, but they were funny every day, regardless. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. And it's and in a way, it's it's always been like how they express themselves, and so. There's something about when you talk to a black comic, especially if it's black to black, like me talking to another black comic, they always got to have that ah, ha, ha, ha thing. And I'm like, okay, I mean, shit, can we talk like, like humans? Yeah. 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 But it, it's, it's, it's exhausting. Cause I'm like, you don't have to, to put that on all the time. Right. And, don't get me wrong. This, I don't think it's a black or white thing. The reason why I I I, I know you're not saying anything right now because you're not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the reason why I, I make this distinction is because, um, it is, I think it is part of. It's so ingrained in black culture, to be funny all the time. Okay. That it's sometimes it's it's hard to turn it off to actually have. Uh, a serious conversation. Talk to Joe Barksdale about that. Joe can can go from being funny to like, all right, let me talk to you about Total mental serious. health. Yeah, like, seriously, and and I love that about him. I love that about him. Um, but it's like you don't always have to, not always in the barbershop. shop, right? If we're talking music or we're talking about other things, then there's not always a joke in the punchline after every word. And you're trying to up, you're trying to out joke the person who talked right before you all the time. Like it's not always. We're not always roasted. You can let your guard down and be a human for a few Yeah, minutes. you don't have to roast 24-7. Right. And it gets it gets exhausting. It sure does. And I, I and I appreciate the people who actually like, hey, yeah, what's let me see your Spotify playlist. Let's talk about that. It's easier said than done, though, because it's uh like to play the devil's advocate here. Uh when I do a showcase and somebody comes up to me afterwards and they're like, You were really funny. Uh, I loved this part of your joke, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And they want to have a conversation with you as a, I don't know, fan or just somebody who's just meeting you for the first time. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're kind of still performing. You know, it's like if you're talking to another comic, you shouldn't feel the need to impress them. Right. You can, your peers, right? Uh-huh. But it is hard to let your guard down. Uh-huh. Coming from a white comic. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, like most of the people who, uh, talk to me after the show uh or you mean like audience members yeah okay it still kind of feels like you're in character mode you know like you're like so for me it's difficult to uh, because i don't want to disappoint them or make them you've already done your show i think i think okay put it this way it within the if if you talk let's say you're talking for an hour yeah if let's say the first 10 minutes you're still in joke mode but then it it starts like you get to know them more. It's exhausting if you're holding it up that entire time. Dude, I talked to to this couple. Yeah, I, my, a showcase I did the Roma Room. I talked to this couple for two and a half hours. Damn. After dude. the show, and I thought they're going to invite me for a threesome. It never happened. Fuck. I'm kidding. 
No, no, no. But, but it, it, was, it, it was interesting because they they came to me and they were like, I know they they laughed at at my set, and then they're like, yo, you know, it's hard for me. It's it's hard to make the husband was like, it's hard to make her laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a real estate agent, blah blah blah. She, but she she loved it. Like she and then she's like, oh yeah, I would love to be your agent. I'm like, whoa, okay, slow down. And then yeah. started telling me about their about her family and they. The dude used to be a racist, but it's not anymore. Oh, wow. And she changed him, and he had <laughs> kids, and she had her kids, so they merged their families. Wow. One kid is a total fuck-up. The other one, and, I, and I'm- You learned lit- a lot about them. Yeah, I really did. I got their phone number and everything. Like, oh, let me know next time you go, you, you perform, and I would love to come. I haven't performed since, but that's not the point. <laughs> but, but, the, 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 but I'm interested, I'm interested in, 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 uh, in humans and, mm. and, and their stories. And so it, yeah, I can crack jokes here and there. And then they'll try to do that too. Right. Yeah. They'll try, try to do to that. And, and I'm you. not knocking that. I'm like, I get it. This, we're, this is the, this is the context we're in right now. We just saw, you just saw a comedy show. I just performed at a comedy show. So it's still a little bit in comedy mode where you're trying to, you're not trying to like give me jokes to tell or anything like that, but you're, right. you're still trying to be funny. I, and I get that. Uh, but I think that, What's interesting to me and why I kept talking to them was that, yeah, their story was so fucking interesting that I was like, oh, shit, I want to know more. And then they kept asking me about, you know, so it was their first show. Like, they went on a date. They didn't even know they were going to go see comedy. Wow. And then they're like, yeah, we just don't went to this thing. And then this is date night, blah, blah, blah. We'll even see the park, whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to go. Where else can I go? And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, thanks for supporting comedy. You know, there's this. Every five minutes... I would say, hey, there's a lot of comedy out there. You know, go check this out. Follow this and this person. Blah 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 blah. And and that's how that's how you connect, right? You know, I didn't I didn't be like, oh, well, I want to be your agent. And uh, next time you go to a show, next time you perform in, I want to I want to come see you. I'm like, first of all, I don't know when that's going to happen. Right. And second, there's other people who are way funnier than I am that you you should go and check out. Totally. Dude. You see what I mean? So, um. But I was so I was so fascinated by the story that I wanted to know more. You ended up talking for two and a half hours after the show. That's crazy. I don't crazy know, in the way, <laughs> crazy in the way I'm like, wow! I would not have the patience. Oh, it was a good story. Yeah, oh, it was good. It was good. If they're interesting people, maybe. The, but yeah, hey, there was maybe a girl who wanted to fuck me and I totally missed out. That too. Maybe you were just thinking <laughs> about getting some sweet, sweet puss the entire time. You know. But that couple was like, "Come on, man, threesome. She looks hot as hell." But <laughs> well, I'm sorry for your loss. That could have been uh, a lot of fun. You know what? I got a good story out of it. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And you had an interesting conversation. And that's and and you know that's what life is all about. It is. And you come out of a pandemic where you're by yourself. You don't talk to a lot of people. And you go, oh, I get to talk to people. Holy shit! Right. It was a one way street for for ten minutes when I'm on stage, and now I'm like, oh shit, come on, let's talk, let's talk. Yeah. And they you're interesting on top in of you. that. Fuck yeah. You already know they like you. So what's the problem in having a exactly conversation? exactly? So I have to like feeling. them, and I like them because they had a cool story to tell. Wow. Relationships being made left and right. It's not that hard. But <laughs> not hard for everybody. Yeah, social anxiety. Yeah, social anxiety. I got terrible social anxiety, dude. But I deal with it in a like it used to be way, way worse. Uh-huh. You know, like it used to be crippling social anxiety. Wait, give me an example. Give me a setting. Uh let's uh for me, I guess, um community college. I was going to school for graphic design, trying to make my art into something I could sell. Mm-hmm. And I 
could not hold conversations with my classmates. I was so anxious about myself, especially in a in a class where you're doing art in something that's kind of personal and expression. Uh, I felt vulnerable, like I was going to be judged. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, I could talk to them while we were in class, but I did not want to associate with any of them. Mm-hmm. With women, I, I'm, what I'm saying is basically, I'm insecure. The social anxiety comes from insecurity. You got some game. Well, now I do. Ah, <laughs> BetterHelp.com, y'all. Hey, BetterHelp.com. <laughs> That's a plug. Use code bogus and or code uh, feedback, please. Code God feedback. Damn shit. <laughs> yeah. Right, I don't ahead. have a podcast, so, you know, um, not yet. Uh, but no, yeah, no, I, comedy kind of changed the game for me. Now my social anxiety is an aftermath thing. When I leave an event, I have a lot of, like, weird feelings about it. About yeah. what just happened or the people you ran into? Yeah, well, I get exhausted. That's one. Like, I I can uh, go out and do it for a long time. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, there's like this whole like, oh, you know, like it, it takes a lot from my brain. It does feel performative at times, but that's just because of, uh, you know, I, I guess it's social anxiety. You know, it's just uh, it's taxing on, on my head. Now, I'm addicted to it. I love it when I'm doing it. Uh-huh. I love it. And I do get the sense of satisfaction. And beyond that, I build uh, relationships with people and it, it's healthy and it does a lot for life but um i do get like very very tired after hanging out for a long time with people especially people i don't know like wait is it it's not a comic thing hang out with comics it's anybody it's anybody oh okay yeah but but with comics is it even more or is it less you think Mm, depends on the people like there's a lot of comics who love me and support me and i don't feel like they're talking about me or that i fucked up and did something embarrassing Oh, I know. Oh, <laughs> trust me, I no, know. I, I'm, not, I'm not into the gossip <laughs> shit, honestly. I could care less. Yeah, and that that makes you a great person because most of these fucking comics, dude. Not most of them. Some of them. A lot. There's always going to be those. Those exist anywhere. There's and a handful. I'm sure. I don't know them, and honestly, I don't I have give a, list a fuck. In my joke book. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I want to see that after off the air. Off air. There was, you know, there was a point of time right when uh, Tony, my former boss, was being canceled. Right. Yeah. And I'm on social media. I'm friends with everybody. I try to be friends with everybody. I'm very objective. Yeah. And there were a lot of people talking shit about Tony. I personally felt the need to to make sure that the people who were talking shit about Tony, if I cared about them, I would address it with them. If I didn't care about them or I didn't know them well enough and I saw them directly talking shit, I would make a note of their name. Just be like, okay, well, this person feels this way because uh-huh. their opinions on the situation are a little skewed or they just want to take down somebody who's bigger than them. And Tony was a very, very good friend of mine. Still is very, very good friend of mine. So I'm going to make sure that if somebody's talking shit about my friend, either I address it or I make sure that they're not going to steal an opportunity that doesn't belong to them. Right. So, you know, I, I was, I, and that goes into the social anxiety too. I'd get very anal about things in my head. I, I try. It's easier not to care. No, I, I know, I know, but it, to me, it, it actually happened to me recently. Mm. Um, I met somebody, a comic. I'm not going to name his name. I didn't know him mm. at all. Uh, I just ran into him on the street after Mike, and he just started going off about how Tony was running out of L.A. and we should kick him out of Austin. I'm like, and who are you? He didn't run out. He wasn't run out of L.A. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't right. matter to me. Yeah. Because at the end, I'm like, look, 
You believe what you want to believe. I don't give a fuck. I did. I, I, I'm like, I treat people on an individual basis and right. my relationship with them. If it did some shitty to you personally, y'all, it's none of my business. Totally. But if I have I already have an opinion of somebody because of the, because the relationship we have, and I'm usually pretty good at, you know, pretty ju- good judge of character. I'd be like, well, that's, you're not going to try and, you're trying to convince me. And I'm like, don't convince me that the dude's a bad guy. It's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to fucking work. It's like, it's like me telling you like, yeah, you shouldn't hang out with so-and-so. I'm like, yeah, who the fuck are you? Right. Seriously. Let me have my own fucking Yeah. Life. Thanks. Like, 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 no, you're, 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 you're a bad person if you support. Oh, yeah. Then I'm a bad person and fuck off. I mean, it, it, but I really try to, I, I, I try to understand. Sure. I'm not saying that I don't have to agree, but I can at least try to understand. And that goes into me again. I'm fascinated by people. I'm like, go ahead. What you got? Right. Like, tell me, tell me your story. Yeah, I'm a Buddhist. I'm like, what's I got to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's, it, I've, that was interesting enough to actually hold a conversation to where even a door guy walked up and I presented his, I, I presented uh, the dude's case to the door guy. And I said, okay, so if um, if you so the guy's point was that the kill Tony takes advantage of retarded people by making fun of them on stage, and Only that re- some of them are retarded. No, no, okay, but but <laughs> so and I'm like, but they keep coming. Yeah. So it's 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 like you're you're participating in your own, in your own abuse. He goes, well, they can't make the decision for themselves. I'm like then. So you're the authority now? Yeah. You're you're gonna tell him, like, no, it's, it's Tony's fault. I'm like, no, it's not. They keep coming. If they if they see an opportunity is something, and that's what it takes, and that's that's the the game you gotta play to be in there, and you choose to be in there, then that's on you. Well, here's the deal, too. It's like it's not like one person is ass out on on the situation. If you're a small comic or a new comic or any level of comic, and you have the opportunity to perform on an open mic in front of 150 to 500,000 people. Yeah. Why would you say no? Yeah, you're going to if you do bad, you're going to be the butt of the joke. Yes. If you roll with being the butt of the joke, people are really going to like it. You you kind of have to. When you're on Kill Tony, you are a character on a show. You can present your personality the best way to do it is just be yourself. But a lot of people don't really get it. They're anxious. They don't know. They feel like they have to perform. Yeah. If you're on that show, you are being exposed to the world. When Tony, like I, I've been, I was working for him. I, most of my Instagram followers are because of my association with mm-hmm. Kill Tony. When they gave me, <laughs> they mentioned one of the situations I had at Vulcan where I was getting beat up as a door guy mm-hmm. and I pulled out pepper spray and I accidentally sprayed myself. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, well, Zach Bogus, he's a part of the family. We love him. You know, he fucks up, whatever. Here's his Instagram. They gave out my Instagram. I Overnight after that Kill Tony, I got 250 followers just from that one shout out, that brief mention. Yeah. If you're performing on the show and you do well or you are, you know, you're like mentally ill or whatever and there's something about you that people are going to talk about and they're exploiting it, quote unquote – um, 
you're still going to get exactly what you wanted, which is attention and following. So if if you're doing Kill Tony for any other reason, then you're you shouldn't be doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, if you know, maybe this is not for you. Right. <laughs> it's really that simple. Like right. there's, there's other avenues to get big. This happens to be the biggest one in in town. Yeah. But you're there's other ways, and you can't you it's, you can't blame. Tony or anybody on his crew for treating you this way if you know that's how the game works. Right, and you, exactly. And you keep coming back. That's your problem. But the guy was like, no, they can't. I'm like, okay, so... Sounds like a bitter comedian. There's yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, again, I was just fascinated. I was like, I, I'm going to try to understand. Sure. I'm not, I'm not going to agree. You're not going to convince me. But if I do was trying to convince me, kind of got me a little, all right, man, it's been 15 minutes. I got to get home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this game yeah. this is getting ridiculous. This yeah, like ridiculous. I'm done listening to this fucking weird fucking yeah. conspiracy you're trying to And and, and then he goes, uh so where 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 do I meet the girls here? I'm like, Oh Oh, I see who you are. Okay. You're okay. just you're just a fucking It's Monday night, man. Right. You're on Sixth Street. <laughs> They're everywhere. You're drowning in them. Look, two of them walked walk by. What are you doing? Are they quality? No, but they smell nice. No, I was like, you know, Two girls just walk by. You're still talking to me. Uh-huh. The fuck you doing? Exactly. If that was your goal when we started this conversation, you would have walked away by now. Here's the deal, man. Because like 10 of them just walked by. Right. Everybody on 6th Street is crazy. I used to do this thing called 2 O'Clock Theater. You ever okay. heard of it? No. Oh, it's my favorite. 2 O'Clock Theater. Theater, yeah. 2 O'Clock Theater. It's uh, the best part of being downtown. It starts at 2 O'Clock. Okay. You In just, the morning? Yeah. All right. On a, on any day, it was at any night. I would stand on the corner, whether it's uh, usually like Trinity and Sixth Street or Brazos and Sixth Street, where the, at the time, I mean, I don't know about now, but there was a lot of basically you letting all the animals out at two o'clock and you just watch the drama unfold. Sure, it's free theater for everybody. Oh yeah, I you used see to the do girl the same puking thing. in the alley. You see the dude fight. The dude fights. You see the bachelorette party who's looking for her friend. Sure. And you see the couples getting the fight. Yeah. You see the guy who never got a number, so he's just frantically on his phone trying to text. <laughs> and it's 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 a little bit of everything, but it's it's mag it's magical. I did I did that every time I went out. Yeah. Like wait 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 wait, wait, wait watch this watch this watch this it's about to bunch him in the face. The fights, theater. dude. Those are the best part of working on Sixth Street is watching all the fights. Yeah, and Standing the cops are always late. Oh, they're late, and, and when they show up, if the fight hasn't already broken up by then, all they do is pepper spray. They spray the entire circle, and everybody disperses. I've never gotten sprayed once, and I've seen a lot of I've seen. I've only sprayed myself. Oh, yeah, that's right, dude. <laughs> to this day, dude. The only door guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pepper spray in the club. PSA, it's a bad move. I learned that the hard nope, way. Nope, nope. When no. I when I start to sweat, my Apple Watch starts to burn my wrist. Even though I've scrubbed it with dish soap with a toothbrush, <laughs> it's still like I was exercising today. I was playing football with some friends, and then my wrist started to burn. And I'm like, well, there it is, that sweet, sweet capsaicin or whatever. The- a constant reminder of that stupid move. You- <laughs> oh, oh my <laughs> This is how God. stupid I am. I still burn my eyes I when know. I rub my face with it. But you know what? There's material there. So. Exactly. No, I look. Turn your pain into jokes. Exactly. All right. What's your dope shit? My dope shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out. I'm just going to plug my friend's band because they've been doing oh, a lot okay. for me lately. They're, they've been really helping out my brain. Uh, Nether Hour. 
They're Austin musicians. Um, they play country-ish music, I guess. I don't know what you call it. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're always performing after Kill Tony, and they're always performing before Death Squad. Mm-hmm. Sunday's at Latchkey out here in afternoon? Austin. Sunday's, or, you mean, like, Sunday afternoons? Yeah. Yeah, three to six. Oh, cool. One dollar mimosas. Enough said. Yep. Yeah. Latchkey's a nice spot. It I is like a it. nice spot. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. They're chill boys. They're very supportive, and I want to give that love back. Uh, they're so talented and sharp. So I'm plugging Nether Hour. That's that's my uh, all right dope shit. So I remember what my dope shit is. Do your do your buzz. Where can people find you? And I think I'm my dope shit. You can find me at Zach Bogus Z A C B O G U S on Twitter, Instagram, fuck Facebook if you want. I don't care. I don't have five thousand friends yet. Just follow me, man. It's all good. Um, <laughs> he needs friends, guys. I need as many friends as I can <laughs> he get needs right friends now. Friends are not going to talk shit about him. I'm That's desperate. what he needs. Even if you're going to talk shit about me, just don't let me know. I'll be your friend. <laughs> he will style you. I will style you. He up. will put your clothes on the chair to wear the next day. I, if you want me to, like Five my mama used to outfit, do. Dude, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'll send you links to th- things that you should buy. Yes, I'm looking to Levi's now. What's the other store you mentioned? Uh, Buffalo Exchange or Pavement? Any of those like secondhand stores where you can buy or sell clothing? Those are the shit because they, the people who work there and buy the clothing to sell to the public are stylists. They know oh, what to look for. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't and that know that. was me. I did not know that. I need more shirts, like t-shirts. Yeah, dude. There's tons. Go for something vintage, something like. I, I need I need, shirt, I need shirts that, like I'm a big anime fan. I'm a big video game fan. So I'm going to mm. start investing into shirts with like anime and video game shit yeah, on it. Yeah, why not? Shit. Why not? I'm tired Express of V-Next yourself. solid colors. Yeah, V-necks are dead, dude. No that's more all, V-necks. That's really? Yeah, dude, that's so 2009. <laughs> no more V-necks. I'm an old fuck. <laughs> it's all good, back. It's all good. That's why I'm here, man. All right, I'm, next time I'm going shopping and coming with me. Okay, sure. <laughs> Let me know. I'll be there, dude. We'll go to Express first so you can we talk shit. We will not go. To- <laughs> just so you can talk shit. I just want to. Yeah. I just want to hear you out. Like, really, man? This, this is what we're doing. <laughs> I live, across, I live by the domain. There's one right here. Let's there, just go there. True. And if I don't find it there, I go to Barn Creek Mall. There's so many cool stores at the domain that I'll take you to, man. All right. All I right. know of them. Uh, let's see. My dope shit. I think that I plugged Cocaine Cowboys last time because my dope shit is always like an, uh, uh, a show that I'm that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think of another. I don't know. I'm blanking out. I mean, no dope shit for me. Oh, well, I will plug... Um, uh, some so I had the hip hop bingo, um, last weekend and it was great and we had a blast. So I want to give a special shout out to oh I was at Pershing last weekend for three days in a row. Wow. Um, uh, I was at Thursday. It was a band playing. I went on Friday to see uh Ian Edwards. Uh, Lucas was on there. Hans was on there. J- Ryan Joseph was on there. Sounds like a great show. Yes, it was dope. It was dope. I love I love the place. Uh, and I was there Saturday for I did a private hip hop bingo for a wedding, and oh fuck, what's the name of that truck? There's a food truck there that has like you can't believe what kind how good the food is coming out of this food truck. Hmm. It's like they had uh wagyu beef tenderloin with garlic mashed potatoes. Like you would go to a Ruth Chris. Yeah, I kid you not. It takes 20 minutes. It Like, it takes them a while to make the food, and it's solely worth it. It is in a truck. Yeah, but it is, it's worth the wait. 
they had a tiramisu, homemade tiramisu. And again, I'm picky about, I'm French because I'm picky about desserts. Sure. I mean, I'm picky about dessert because I'm French. Right. And the dude was like, hey, man, I know you think took a while. We're going to give you a free tiramisu. And that shit was it's good. Good. Oh, man. If I, I, I'll post it, it'll be, it'll be in the notes. Um, but oh my God, that shit was, I, I hope they have other ones like that. I mean, right now they posted at Pershing, which is on Pinnanilis and Fifth Street. It's a private club and all that stuff, but their gallery and event space, they have shows there. Hopefully they do the comedy thing monthly. This is Kate's joint. Okay. Um, so hopefully they said they're going to do it monthly. Uh, I was really impressed with that. The drinks were on point. The food was, dude, crackers and, and, and dip. And I was like, yes, crackers and dip. Who gives a shit? And holy shit. It's good crackers. Whoa. Yes. Even their fucking, uh, the cheese sandwich, grilled cheese. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of grilled cheese. Like all these grilled cheese that I've had in my life for shitty. Yeah. But this is grilled grilled cheese. cheese. Yeah. But this is a, this, this one was top five. Dope ass grilled cheese. Dude. If they need to get their truck out of there. <laughs> uh, and park somewhere else expand. so anybody can go. I hope they have other ones, but uh, it'll be in the notes. Shit, I want to know what this one's called now. God damn, I don't want, I don't want to waste time and, and look it up, but it is at the Pershing house. And um holy shit, man, it was delicious. I'm sure I'll be there. I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, uh so I don't think they have a way to they don't have a calendar of events that you can follow or whatever. Mm. Um if I find out, I'll post it. But for, for comedy for pu- stuff, yeah. No, even for public events. Oh, okay. Because it is a, it is a private. It's like a solo house type shit. Sure. So the house is and there's a gallery next to it. That's where the events are. Um, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll look it. I'll look it up and and um, and get and share the link in the show notes. So be on the lookout for that. I'm trying to find a food truck real quick because holy shit. <laughs> Pershing House, man. I you know I still haven't been to Pershing House. But I bet you could find any like notable show if it's not a private thing at comedywham.com because it's where I find all of my mics yeah. and showcases. Yep. That's honestly whenever somebody comes to town and it's like, hey, I, I want to find out where to do a mic. I'm like, go to comedywham.com. Yep. It's pretty on point. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty up to date. Yeah. Pretty, totally. I, I just, you can filter by showcase, open mic. I don't know the girl who runs it. I'll meet her eventually. I have no idea. But shout out, shout out to what she's doing. Shout out to everybody who's trying to make this comedy shit work in Austin. Right. Uh, we're all in this together, folks. So uh, support. Go out there. Check out some comedy. I know we're stage five. Fuck it, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> dude, if you're scared, wear a mask. Be careful. Watch this. Or just have some fucking fun, man. Life is too short. We're all going to fucking die. Build your immune system. Drink some. I got juice. my negative PCR test just now, and I've been out all weekend. <laughs> hey, congrats, dude! Yeah, I already got the antibodies, so I'm good. Oh, uh, all right. So anyway, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow Zach Bogus wherever he's at. Support live comedy. Make sure you follow the feedback everywhere. Uh, the podcast is on every podcast platform out there. So follow up. Check out the archive. Share with your friends. The list goes on. Uh, I think Audrey's coming next. Cool. Audrey Scott's coming She's next. She's a good friend of mine. Yep. Really good people. Funny as hell. She laughs like a dolphin, but holy shit. She sure shit. does. It's, she's, she's adorable. She's very funny <laughs> and very nice. Uh, talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Ciao, ciao.